Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning and salutations from afar. From the far, far, far west. Salutations from the land of far, far away. The setting for the vast majority of Shrek 2 and subsequent movies. Oh, it's going to be one of those days. (laughs) Nick. Yes. Hello. I'm Liam S. Smith, your co-host. Oh, why, hello there, Liam. I'm Nick, the other co-host. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? I got hit on the head by a coconut and I have amnesia. Well, Liam, boy, have I got some, uh, some, some good news for you. Oh, good. I also have amnesia. Oh, good. But not because I was hit by a coconut. I, I've just had amnesia this entire time. Oh, you've got a memento disease? Yeah, I've got the mementos real bad. You know that, that, you know well, that trend that course, happened? Of uh, course, mementos is the fresh maker. Yeah, that, that trend with mementos and Diet Coke. Yeah. When they come together. And then you get amnesia. And then you get amnesia. Yeah, that's what happened to me yesterday. All so. right, we have fun here on JoJo's <laughs> World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we're so excited about the upcoming... Joestar, the Inherited Soul event, where we hope there will be an announcement of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean, the anime adaptation, but more likely, I think, we'll be getting a bad PlayStation 5 game. Oh. And we're also so excited about Jojo World, (gasps) not the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast, but that indoor amusement park we've talked about a couple of times. Nick, last night I was on the Jojo Wiki, Mm -hmm. just looking up events and attractions they've done. Right. As, as in, like, general Joestar attractions at the Jojo World. No, event. no, um, at unrelated events. Oh, I see, I see. So There just... have been a good half dozen or so Jojo-themed escape room events. Okay. And in one of them, that takes place in Dio's mansion, uh, you can go downstairs and play a little um, dice-rolling game inspired by F-Mega, the Kakuin video game. F-Mega? Yeah, the one that's a rip-off of F-Zero. Oh, yes, I remember And that. all the prizes are Kakuin themed. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's what it said. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So if you win in F-Mega, you get the thing? Or if you win the escape room, you get the thing? Unclear. Because I'm just thinking, imagine getting through the whole escape room and they go, well done, you get this Kakuin themed thing. You get these replica Kakuin shitty sunglasses. For our Dio themed escape room. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, but today we are recapping and discussing episode 12 of Revolutionary Girl Utena. Well, hold your horses there. of course entitled... Fam. uh, Something like, for friendship perhaps... It is titled that. Yeah, but I'm holding my horses. They're straining at the bolt, but I'm holding them tight. Keep the horses back, firm, but at the ready. Because this isn't going to take long. This this whole line of conversation about horses, we're really just asking for that one guy to dub us over a whole horse again. (laughs) By the way, that thing is amazing. That guy is a fucking legend. Um, Look, I, I have to break something to you. I'm prepared to be broken. You have a very good patron. I have several very good patrons. Um, this one in particular, for you specifically, is... Nick just very... his phone. <laughs> What's his name? Um, <laughs> is, I would say, directed and targeted for you. Okay. This patron has given us money. And thank, thank you. you very much. And their name is Liam S. Smith's Cuteness. Hmm. Now, how do you Well, look, feel? I always knew my cuteness would become self-aware one day, <laughs> but I just expected it to betray me and not support me financially and emotionally. Expound upon this betrayal, I refuse. (laughs) Do you feel as though your cuteness would overwhelm and overpower your own whatever else remains? Oh yeah, well obviously my identity as an intellectual is uh, the most important thing to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is why we have this podcast, so that you may expand your ideas further into the universe. Absolutely. Uh, I'm infecting you all with my memes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then one day I'll like, send you my... The last episode of JoJo's World will include all of your um, Manchurian candidate activation codes. I thought you were going to say you're going to send everyone a small like vial of your blood containing your genes. Yeah, I'm going to be sending you all my horcruxes. We don't talk about Harry Potter. Ugh. Um, so thank you, my cuteness. You are a good lad. Thank you as well to the other person uh, who made those dubs that we were talking about, whose name I just looked up on Twitter. It's at Date with Beard. And their icon is a picture of the Yakuza character, Makoto Date, with a beard. I don't know what I expected, but I'm glad I we got him. Nick, yes. did not think we'd be watching what I'm pretty sure is the climax of the first arc of Revolutionary Girl Utena today. I mean, neither did I, but you know, when you're in Utena, nothing is expected. So, a bit of context. One of our listeners, uh, Chris Barnes, let us know mm -hmm. uh, that... Uh, kind, of, kind of enough to let us know that uh, episode 13 of this season is mostly a recap episode. So, we made the assumption that... Uh, based on the next time on and the fact that there's a recap episode coming up, uh, that this would be a sort of intermediary episode which would transition into the finale, which would be after the recap episode. However, we were mistaken, and this appears to be the finale, and then for the denouement of the season, they're just going to run a clip show. And just be like, you remember these great times we had? You remember that Kiryu guy? What a fuck. So what we planned to do was do a single episode this week, catch up on our episode note that log, mm -hmm. uh, and then do the clip show and climax next week. But things have changed. So we'll be doing clip show and I guess start of new arc next week? Maybe? Depends on... Because we saw new content in that... Next time on. So... I don't know. I don't know. Utena yet again surprises, shocks and delivers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, let's talk a bit about Revolutionary Girl Utena. Do we have to? I guess. I'm all for it. I don't really want to talk about anime at all, but... <laughs> if my hand is going to be forced into this situation, I may as well talk about the one anime worth talking about. JoJo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's talk a bit about our, our, um, our production notes. Yes. For The Sunlit Garden. Episode four. Well done. Yes, okay. This is, of course, the two-parter in which Mickey is manipulated into getting super into duels by Kiryu sleeping with his sister. Ah, yes, I remember this very clearly now. The Sunlit Garden is a song about the world you can never get back. The nostalgic world you can never return to again. Its true meaning will become clear during the climax of the series. I made such a radical departure in the second half of this that you might as well ask yourself, is this the same show? I did it to solidify the positions of Nanami and Anthony and Anthe's characters. But by the storyboarding stage, Anthe was becoming an even more mysterious girl. Meanwhile, Nanami became, became more of an entertaining girl. Hmm. I think he's talking about, like, the, if you recall, the, like, really hard, hard, like, tonal shift between the first half of that episode, which was all about, like, Mickey's longing, yeah. and the second half of that episode, which was Nanami trying to sneak animals into various oh, yeah. crevices in their bedroom. I forgot about that. Okay, so, wait, so that was the same episode? Yeah. Jesus. Is that alright? Sure it's alright. I decided to operate according to the rule, never, I think we've read this one before. Mm. Or maybe I've just read it before. Never give a character only one personality. I didn't want to reject fun on the grounds of I can't get this character to be uniformly consistent. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I that's really, us. I, that's us, man. Shut up. <laughs> no, I really see what 
they are doing with that particular line of thought mm. because like let's let's take Sionji for example yes the possessive abusive boyfriend mm-hmm. and also the weird sad boy <laughs> with the exchange journal like, who sits outside the window ranting yeah. in the middle of the night going I'll have you back sorry I'll have you back I'll take you for my own and everyone two, just sitting there going, all right, okay. Two traits that should be utterly incongruous, incongruous but they've managed to make mesh surprisingly mm, well. Mm, like a real person. Uh, Sunlit Garden Finale, episode five. Around that time in production, I read an interview with a certain pair of pop idols in a magazine I was thumbing through at the store. Ooh. Quote, Our motto is, get hold of eternity. It's a brilliant, gl- brilliantly glittering thing. End quote. I was, I was a little surprised. Why were you surprised? Get hold of eternity was such an abstract phrase, and yet for some reason I readily accepted it. <laughs> it's like the absolute destiny apocalypse, and I it's guess. Just, we both would just be like, yeah, yep. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, our brains have been broken by five years of JoJo's podcasting. We'll accept anything. Yeah. If you talked to me on the street and said, hey man, um, Zen absolute number one, good. Then you'd be like, I need to kill John F. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> It was as if from that single phrase, I could indirectly sense the details that shaped their personalities. The look of the place where they grew up, what they saw of current affairs on the, new- on the TV news, the manga, anime and popular songs that affected them. Call it empathy between contemporaries, I guess. <laughs> when I brought it up with Enikido, who was doing the screenplays, he was on board. <laughs> it's like, glitter eternity, I'm all about that shit. Up until that point, we'd spent a lot of time arguing in the abstract about the spirit of the show, but I felt like it was a few words from these pop idols that got us to the heart of the matter. Imagine being on, like, I don't know. In a writer's room. Yeah, for, like, what, what's a big TV Breaking network? Bad. Yeah, for Breaking Bad, right? And someone is listening to, like, a song, just on some headphones, as these writers in the other room are arguing, top of their lungs, <laughs> screaming at one of them, going... But that's not the point of we the show. We can't do comedy episodes. And you this... can't put the pizza on the roof. But you don't get it. That breaks the tension of it. And then this guy, here's on like his song. It's like, everything's cool, man. You're just a guy trying to get by. He rips out his earbuds. He runs you into the writer's room. You know that new tone you're looking for? Listen to this. Everyone stops looking at the man going, what is this, Reg? And, and they, goes, all say, they all say after hearing it, I have to kill John F. Kennedy. <laughs> And so Breaking Bad, the ultimate (laughs) trigger, was born. (laughs) At the same time, the process of producing this two-parter, two-parter set of episodes, brought home to me again that Utena is a story about the relationship between characters. When you get right down to it, this series is a story about the relationship between Utena and Anthe. So I decided to apply that same style to the stories of the supporting characters too. From then on, I would be very conscious of Get Hold of Eternity and A Story About Relationships as key motifs of the show. Mm. 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 Like like friends? Or something more? Um. Or do you mean like the show Friends? Why not both? You know how Chandler really wanted to get hold of the power of Dios? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I be challenging you to any more of a duel? <laughs> God, it's really depressing that that's just part of our, like... At this point, Friends is, what, like 30 years old? Mm-hmm. And it's still somehow relevant, you know? It's because it's in syndication, baby. It's on TV all the time. No, that that's true. We really watch broadcast TV anymore, but that informed our upbringing. Mm, but it's on Netflix as well, Yeah, isn't but it? I'm not going to watch it on demand. What, do you think I want to fill my face with Ross? It's literally, like... It's still number one on Netflix, occasionally, which is terrifying to me. Anyway. Episode 7, Unfulfilled Jury. <laughs> my life. 
Wait, haven't we done this one already? I don't think so. Liam, we have high standards on this show, all right? Have we done this? Have we done this show? Well, we just go back and re-listen to the last four episodes of JoJo's World in real time into the microphone. All right, hold on, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to JoJo's World. And we're back. (laughs) This story came together as a story about relationships. Stop me if you've heard this one. He and she only appear within Jury's memories. The ending in the final script is different than it was in the first draft. Mm. The end game is still about getting a better idea of who Jury really is. That didn't change, but the first draft ended on a could it be sort of note. <laughs> As the script was finalised, I decided to come right and say she was in love with a girl. Take that, you fucking jags. Yeah, fuck you, 1997. 1997, that's... That's the year this came That's out. That's the year this came out. Oh my god. That carry the two. Balance, balance the credits and debits. And, uh, yeah. I need to kill John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Is this entire episode just, don't worry guys, we're going to kill John <laughs> F. Kennedy? Someone has to. <laughs> Jury's story is a metaphor of unrequited love. If you watch it from that perspective, I think it's an easy one for anybody to understand. William, can just, just on, before we drop this whole John F. Kennedy murder thing, yeah. right, can we have as the thumbnail for this episode just be that one shot of The Simpsons when Homer's trying to, like, kill Mo. the, the hamburger oh. guy? Suppy's already dead. Yeah, you do that. No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I don't really do individual thumbnails. For these episodes, I just do the JoJo's World logo. Oh, wow. I put the special episodes on the Podbean posts. Ah, uh, Special right. images, rather. Right, okay, that makes more sense. If you watch it from that, that perspective, I think it's an easy one for anybody to understand. Mm. Shiori's design referenced the heroine of Miss Chihosaito's short manga, Himagoto Nonatsu. Mm, it's, a st- it's about a brother and sister entering a forbidden relationship. Yep, yep, I'm... I, don't, I want to take back that joke now. I enjoyed the total mismatch between the heroine's sweet prettiness and the story's bold development. Ooh. I think we borrowed her looks because we wanted to hide something behind prettiness, but we have not encountered Shiori as a proper character at all yet. So, more on that in future. I'm going to forget that name. Absolutely. So, Is that basically, not- Shiori... What I, okay. You know how we watch, uh, I, I've gone back, I'm on record about having gone back and watched a few of these duels yeah. on YouTube.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course there are YouTube sidebar recommended videos. Tut, tut, Which Liam. often have related videos of other duels. You're going to get spoilers Let for me a tell show you. from 1997. Let me tell you, I have seen some out there future duelists <laughs> in these thumbnails. <laughs> I don't know how and I don't know why, but I'm very excited to find out. Is one of them a car? Not that I'm aware of, but we can't rule it out. Um, anyway, so from, from that I know that Shiori is the girl that Jury has longing ah, for. Ah, that's her name. So that was the one we saw in the, in yeah, the locket. Yeah, with the red string and... Uh, on the guy, just being like, I needed you to, to think. Yes. That, yeah, okay. I needed to break you. Okay. That, that was her whole thing. It's like, I needed to break you down so that I could reform you into a more Jury hole or something. Anyway, um, and now we're up to the note for this week's episode. Hey, we skipped a lot. <laughs> but we're up, we've, we've done them all now. And now we just need to do one a week to stay on track. Two a week if we do two episodes, mm. which we often will. You can't stop me, no matter who you are. La who? The her. I mean, Liam, I, I'm going to contradict you and say I can definitely stop you. Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm just going to be like, I'm sick. Or, yep. bo- or tired. Yep. <laughs> Boom, son. This is how we do it in JoJo's world. You come at me hard, I come back. I... Yeah, 
the marketplace of ideas. Debate me, coward. <laughs> this is JoJo's World. I'm taking it over. We are only going to be talking about the... I was literally about to say the murder of John F. Kennedy. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's keep going. Just take it away the from The disappearance me. of Harold Holt. His name at some point wasn't Harold Holt. What was it? It was Holt Harold. You're making this up. Of course I am. Okay. For friendship, perhaps, which, by the way, as an episode title is the most or something more name I've ever I know, heard. I know. They may as well just call it friends or lovers. <laughs> friends or polyamorous debate buddies. Yeah, I thought it was a really good idea for the time that they um, changed the name of the show to just friends instead of friends or polyamorous debate buddies. With, with a question mark, yeah. of course. Friends? Have you seen the latest episode of Friends? I feel like Joey is uh, quite a funny character. Hmm. I'm just thinking maybe the orgy scene went a bit far that week. Yeah, but next week's orgy scene is going to be intense. was really not prepared for how on this week's Riverdale, how on board all of the main cast were for attending a sex party. Wouldn't you be on board for attending a sex not party? Not really my scene. Hmm. Okay, this note. This note. Okay, so you've got to remember we've reached the point where these notes started to get a bit surreal. Yeah. Why did I join that battle, brackets, that game, in the first place? Naturally, I would never forget that. I'm just looking back to see if there's a reference to anything particular in the last note. Yeah, I no. Was, I was going to say. No, there's not. Are, there's are no we, context. Has he given us any, like, I'm talking about this person? No. Okay. Naturally, I would never forget that. And yet, there's no sense of reality to that memory. Who was I exactly? I'm saying this for your sake. And that's in, that's in speech marks. How many times did I hear that as a child? So how many times as a child do people say, I'm saying this for your sake? Okay. An adult is not someone who has lived a certain number of years. We call someone who can exercise power an adult. Mm. You know how we've been joking about <laughs> all these code words for I need to kill yeah. John F. Kennedy? This is the shit that you would say. A prince isn't someone who looks cool, nor of course is a prince a girl who dresses as a boy. Oh. Oh? A prince is someone who can exercise power. What is that power for? Who is it for? I stopped seeking to be sought after. That wasn't being true to myself. I want to become someone who can exercise power. I want to become a prince. For friendship, Bat. This reads like Utena's memoir. Yeah, I think this is Utena and Wakaba talking, maybe. I think this is just Utena, like, writing in her diary or something. But, like, who's Why responding? Did I, I think, no, it's, I think her it's diary? all herself. Oh. It's all one, one line of dialogue. This is weird. This is weird. So, yeah, why did I join that battle, parentheses, that game in the first place? The dual games? Yeah. I would never forget that. No sense of reality, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> For friendship, perhaps? For friendship, perhaps. Or something more! So... <laughs> oh, you dog, you. <laughs> Nick, I want to say um, a 38-minute review of Jump Force this morning. Wait, you wrote... I watched. Oh, good. Okay, go on. Uh, and I... Uh, doesn't look like a good game. I'll give no, it it's not. It's but yeah. I'm very intrigued by the fact that, according to this review, mm -hmm. uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character, Dio Brando, mm -hmm. appears in the story mode of it for approximately 10 seconds. Does he ever show up again? No. Okay. He walks into a scene, uses one of the villains, like evil MacGuffin cubes, yep. to possess Yami Yuki with dark energy, and then he, like, smugly teleports away. And he's just never seen again. What? Is he a playable character, or...? He is, but I don't think in the story mode. What? Okay, that's super weird. 
What? Dio died on the way to his home planet. (laughs) (laughs) That's so... Okay. So how does this relate to revolutionary it doesn't let's move on here we go jojo's world utena is sad that she lost the duel and we're picking up where we left off last time with her losing the duel and which she lost yes and kiryu's being like you you wanted to be a prince but you can never be a prince because she lost the duel. you should just run along and be a normal girl Mm. and then anthea's like au revoir loser Mm -hmm. that sort of transitions from anthea saying farewell miss tenjo to uh Utena Tenjo. Utena Tenjo. Utena Tenjo. And it's it's um it's Ben Stein in Ferris Bueller being like Bueller, 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 Tenjo, Tenjo, Tenjo. Because she's playing hooky and Wakaba is concerned. <gasps> By playing hooky, you mean skipping class. Oh my god. She is sitting on her upper upper bunk bed with her legs on the ladder, but then her body slumped over the headboard. Have you never done this That's before? so bad for your back. You even said, wow, that looks uncomfortable. But I have done that many a time in my life. I never had a bunk bed. Neither did I. Okay, that was a lie. I have, I did have a bunk and bed. And she's, she's taped over where Anthea had previously scrawled her, um, her name on the nameplate. Symbolic mm. of Anthea not being in her life anymore. Oh my god. And Anthea's like... Uh, sorry, Wakaba is... Uh, quietly, repeatedly knocking on the door. And he's like, come in. And she's sad. And Wakaba is very like, you, why are you skipping class? You must be sick. She does a little doctor routine, which is like, no fever, looking at your tonsils. Ah, 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 my diagnosis, bad babysitting. You're just goofing off. Yeah. And then Utena continues mournfully looking at the window. And she has a flashback to Anthe, framed with white roses, uh, bowing respectfully as she and Choo Choo move out of the dorm. Hmm. Their bags by their side. Choo Choo has a big handkerchief filled with who knows what. One of those classic Japanese... Handkerchiefs. Handkerchief bags. Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. Big handkerchiefs. Like a a hobo bindle. (laughs) Yeah, big handkerchiefs. Oh my god, there's a big cut in your school uniform. How did that happen? Do you want me to repair it? Utena responds. No. Um, she spends the whole episode just like looking down mournfully and then the light around her dims. Mm, truly, she's feeling blue and looking blue. No, it's okay. I have another uniform. It's the next day at school. All the girls are blushing because Utena is wearing the girls' school uniform. She has the look of someone who has basically been told you have... Three weeks to live. Yeah, you have three weeks to live. Your bones are basically going to dissolve and your organs are shutting down piece by piece. So she's so walking... good luck having a life anymore. Her eyes are narrowed, she's downcast, uh, clearly upset, and all and the girls are like, I think I like her best this way. You know, I really enjoy this about her. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay. Wakaba is, look- is walking ahead looking miffed. She's like, they all seem to like your new look, but I don't. You fuck. <laughs> you absolute bastard. And she says, yeah, this is normal. Which is a thing Ooh. I would say if I'm uncomfortable. Wait, would you? Yeah, people would be like, why are you doing that? But like, that's normal. Oh yeah, but she doesn't say it like no. that. She just says it in like a defeated manner. Like, yeah, this is normal. And then this the, is what normal people there's do. this scene now where Anthe shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they choreograph the walking around. So that Utena gets to like look shocked over her shoulder and turn at Anthe about three times. So, so they hear her voice from behind. Anthe is like, hello, Miss Tenjo. You've got Choo Choo on her shoulder eating a cracker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Utena's like, good morning. Hi. Good morning. 
They, they all say good morning to each other about four times. Wakaba's just like looking back and uh, forth uh, going, uh, uh what, what's going like on between you? there's some tension here. Yep. Anthe dramatically walks past. Atena has turned around 180 at this point. Anthe walks past and then while she's leaving, Utena gets to dramatically turn around again. Hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave, Choo Choo. <laughs> Choo Choo's still eating the cracker. He's just... And then she starts muttering to herself, have to be normal. I have to be normal. Real crisis of consciousness normal. here. Well, yes. Yes. It's sort of like the message I'm getting is it's cool to be square. Why is that the message you're getting? Well, it's just that Utena's doing it and I'm very But she's about... wrong in this episode. No, no, no. She's doing the right thing by herself. No, she's not. Give it time. <laughs> she's in denial. Ish, yes, for now, yeah. Did you entirely misinterpret this episode? Look, all I remember is I was very tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's student council meeting time. We've got to crack the world's shell because we're the chick. And if the chick can't escape from the shell, it'll suffocate. And we're the chick. Wait, are we the chick? We're the chick. Chick, get me out of the shell. The chick. Get me out of the shell. The chick. D- Liam. The Liam, chick stop repeating. Kill John F. Kennedy. <laughs> oh. So, so the way they open this meeting, it's clink of the stopwatch, mm-hmm. and then Kiryu's just there being like, as you can see, we're engaged. <laughs> uh, Any questions? Mickey has his face down being like, nope, no questions. Yeah. None, none, none no. whatsoever. No. Nope. And at some point he covers his ears, just being like, like ugh. He basically like cradles his head in his hands. And he's like, this is the worst. Uh, jury's there being like, I don't think you won legitimately. I think you used some sort of twisted scheme. And you rap scallion. And Kiryu's like, you don't believe me? <laughs> I merely played the part of the noble prince rescuing the princess. And look at this princess I've got here now. So fuck you, jury, you piece of shit. It's and me. jury's like, ah, I don't think we're at the end of the story yet. I'm going to sabotage you later. This isn't the last scene, bucko. At this point, uh, Anthe leans forward and is like, hey, should I leave? And Kiryu's like, no, 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 you, you stay right where you are. You just stay right there. You stay, you stay there. You look pretty, and uh, you're my bride after all. Then I think wide shot of the exterior, wide exterior shot of the student council meeting platform for the first time, I think, and we can see yeah. that the huge rose iron frame is from the outside a stained glass window ah, of a rose. Nice, and it's a big platform. Yeah, it's like a big gondor platform. It's like Minas Tirith. Yeah, that's or- what this whole school is. <laughs> yeah, basically, like this whole school is basically Minas Tirith. If it was an educational yeah, area. Yeah, Minas Tirith University. Ooh, I'd go there. Actually, I would go there after Aragorn. Oh, I don't know, thing. yeah. Like, Gondor's nice, but it's next to a kind of dodgy suburb. You yeah, know? yeah. you know, the whole... Like, <laughs> Mordor? I don't like to go there after dark. No, I'm not a big fan. Look, I, I know people, you know, you're, you're not meant to really say these things, but I think I get a... I don't like Uruk High. I can't, I don't, I'm saying it, okay? They give me weird vibes. Look, I don't mean to be rude. Maybe it's just something about how they were born from dark magic, mixing orcs and mo- and men Liam, in mud pits. Liam, you can't just that. That's really disrespectful to Uruk High. You know that? They can't choose how they were born, okay? But they do the best with their lives they can. All right? Their socioeconomic situation. <laughs> Man, this episode has been dark. It's the cafeteria pavilion. It's 7.50. No, it's midday. Yeah. It's it's lunchtime. lunchtime. (laughs) That's agreed upon lunchtime. Wakaba is still irritated that Utena is still sad. It's just not like you. Why aren't you being not normal? Because your normal isn't (laughs) normal. The fact that you're sad is making me mad, she basically says. (laughs) 
Um, and if so, you don't tell me why you're sad, I'll never speak to you again. Utena like, remains silent. Yeah, and then Kiryu rocks up and says, Ugh. Well, I heard you were wearing a school uniform, and I thought, this I've got to see. And I think at this point, both of us just went, oh, Fuck this guy. For God's sake. Anthe is also there. And Anthe's in the back going, Hello. And Kiryu just sits down with him and is like, Hey, I like that uniform. Do you want to go on a date on Sunday? Uh, Utena remains without plus. the bride, of course. Utena is flaccid, um, catatonic, catatonic, and downtrodden. And Wakabu is on the other side of the table, being like, "Come on, get him, get him! He's the bad guy!" And he's like increasingly getting in her space, like putting his hand on her neck and like really leaning. He starts in. with the hover hand, and then he like wraps himself around her in a really uncomfortable way. And Wakabu is just like, "What are you doing, Utena? Stop it!" You don't, don't want to touch her. this guy. Don't touch my Utena, she says. What are you doing? And then he just really, you know, goes in. She grabs what I can only describe as a glass goblet off the table, mm-hmm. uh, full of water, and hucks it. And Anthe is covered in water. Because Kiryu moved out of the way. That's what I his, thought too. Due to his lightning reflexes. And that's, that's what I thought too. But then she says, I'm sorry, but it's your fault. You were just standing there in a daze. Well, I think... I think when Kiryu moved, Anthe was just standing there. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, also, it was your fault. Yeah, Utena's this way, because you guys had a fight, right? Yeah, it's your fault. Then, out of nowhere, Utena slaps Wakaba right across <gasps> the mug. Utena! A lot of slapping in this show. You've become everything you but swore then, to destroy. Like, this is the happiest we see Wakaba all episode. Now, hang on, I don't know if happiest. She's got this, like, rueful grin, like, oh, yeah, gotta rise out of you now. Slap back. So you can react to things, can't you, you yeah. fucking coward? And then Kiryu's like, you have such nice friends. I'm going to leave now. Maybe I'll watch you through binoculars on the lawn or something later. Look, I like looking at people from afar. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Utena gives Anthe her monogrammed handkerchief so that she can dry herself off. And Anthe thanks her. Wakaba's like, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? Utena says, hey, I want you to stop criticising me. And Wakaba's like, Never! I will never stop and I will never stop being me. Yeah. And you should stop being this you because this isn't you. Back on the student council meeting platform, it's, I guess this is because Kiryu is the student council president. I guess he can just hang out here whenever he wants. I guess anyone from the student council can. I guess. Does he have to do the monologue every time he rides the lift up there? Well, only his part. (laughs) Oh, okay. He says it all. It's a monologue. Wait, does he say it all? Yeah. And then at the end, they all say the same, the final line together. Ah, I see. Yeah, I guess he'd have to, yeah. Mm. That's how the lift works. Yeah, that's what powers the lift. Yeah. But he has to, because they can't say the final words together, and uh, which is the signal to open the doors, he has to force them open. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> Oh, no. He seems strong. He punched out a kangaroo. That's true, he did win and that possibly a bull in Wait, the flashback as a child. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so he's up there with Anthe. Yeah, he's on the phone. We saw that. We see that his phone has a big rose sigil on the number pad today. Uh, he's making a date. Uh, Anthe is calmly sitting there, swirling her tea around. Choo Choo is also there. Eating a cracker. Um, Kiryu is just being the rightest dick. Yeah. Like, to the point where even I, somewhat of a dick, Mm -hmm. is like, what the fuck are you doing? So he makes his, he basically tees up his booty call and is like, hey, wait here, I'm gonna go take care of some important business. Uh, just, uh, you, you just... Sit tight, sweet cheeks, alright? I'm so, gonna go off and get some sweet cheeks, if you know what I'm saying. I hate that. Yeah, so do I. She she sits there and she imagines that Utena is sitting opposite her at, 
at the, the table. table and like has no emotional reaction to it, but she does imagine it. Yeah, as if to be like, I wish I wasn't here. Mm. Meanwhile, Wakaba is on the school roof. Is this the roof? Yeah, you can tell because it's got the big uh, anti-suicide fence. But like, I But none of the other high areas in the school do. Well, I was thinking this was just some area of the school. I think this is the roof. I thought it was like a sporting area. I don't know. This this school is an abstract nightmare. This school is probably not wheelchair accessible. <laughs> right? I mean... I mean, there's a lot of lifts. and But there are a lot of stairs. Secret dueling re- arena is wheelchair accessible. Is it? I'm pretty sure there's a lift. I don't know if there is a lift. I think it's just the spiral staircase. I don't know. Although you could get the... um, You, you know that, like, thing that... Oh, a grand- stair lift? Yeah, grandmothers and old people you use. You get dizzy, and- though. <laughs> You're just sitting on this ride. Yeah. Oh, man. We have fun. Yep. So... Utena approaches poor, poor Wakaba, who's just standing there, and is like, look, I'm sorry. You can't just apologise for being sad. And then we get a quick time lapse where, like, the sun shines across some of the school. They move to in front of a huge rose mural that we've never seen before. Mm. And Utena and Wakaba just start, they just start talking about all their problems. Yeah, student council president upset you, didn't he? No, the truth is that I just don't understand things. Like, why aren't you wearing that uniform? But the uniform is normal. No, nor, quote, not being normal is normal for you. This sort of normal isn't your sort of normal. And Utena has some flashbacks yep. of Anthe leaving. Torn uniform. Then, I hate what you've become. Something was stolen from you and made you a coward. You should go get it back. And Utena's like, oh, lots of flashbacks of Anthe, like romantic styles, dancing at the ball, looking deep into her eyes. Yeah, take it back. (laughs) Yeah, I should take it back. Take it back. (laughs) Normal for you means being cool. That's basically the crux of this episode. That's basically the crux of (laughs) jojosworld.com. Which is not our website. Normal. Oh. (laughs) Normal for us is being cool. God damn it. Utena looks up and is like, yeah. Yeah. She's just just super cool again. She's like, forgive me, Wakaba. All I the, was misguided. All her hair is shiny again. Yeah. And did it hurt when I slapped you in the dining hall? And wife was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, of course it of course it hurt. You're totally right. This isn't normal for me. Kisses her on the forehead, but it's a wide shot, so it's ambiguous. Yeah, it's a, it's a gentle nose press. It's really not. It's but, a forehead uh, kiss. Don't let the legislators know that, all right? It's just a nice little boop. I'm going to go take back who I was. Walks to the... um. Greenhouse, the rose garden, mm-hmm. but Kiryu, Anthea's gardening and Kiryu is just making out with someone. Like a fucking douche lord. What a cad. What an absolute gadorbus. He senses her strutting up and the girl goes running away. <laughs> and Kiryu's like, well, 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 my number one side hoe, how are you doing there? I'm even willing to upgrade you to my main hoe, but Nanami might not like that. <laughs> She's like... I want to see you. Oh yeah? Sunday? Nah, right now. Dueling arena. And he's Fight like- Fight me, coward. What? I did not see this coming. I thought I had crushed your spirit. I thought I'd made you my, you know, my my side hoe. This isn't how this works. Time no. for shadow puppets. Now the shadow puppets confused us. Okay, shadow puppets basically just recapped the theme of the episode as they always do, being like, the pressure to be normal and fit into society's expectations of you. Have a normal life. But we don't want to do that. So let's go. And then they get away. Then the silhouette of a flying saucer comes down and we see an actual flying saucer flying away in the sky. Yeah. 
which is incongruous because merely two, two or three episodes ago, uh-huh. we heard them talking about whether or not UFOs existed. Yep. And now the dream has come true. Yep. There you go. It's canonical. Utena's approaching the dueling forest and she's got a sword in her hand and I was like, hey, where'd she get that sword from? And then they immediately flash back to like shadowy jury being like, use this sword to kill him. This is the last scene. Fuck him up. Yeah. Good old jury. And jury, you know what? Good moral compass. You know, most of the time. Jury, she's doing her own thing, but she doesn't have preconceived hatred for Utena. Mm. They come into conflict sometimes, but... yeah. She knows what she's about. You gotta respect that. So does Kiryu, but Kiryu knows what he's about in the wrong thing. Different stair climbing sequence this way this time. I thought Utena took the lift, but you seem to think she climbed the stairs and we just didn't see it directly. These gates open and then they always take the stairs. Okay. Yeah. That's how this what you always have to take the stairs. Kiryu's waiting for her up there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why do you want to duel me again? And she's like, for self-actualization. Alright, but why? Well, time to pull this sword out of this girl now. So he does... Yep, he does the whole grant me the power to bring the world revolution thing. And uh, now he has a sword. The bells. It's time to... Now what's interesting is that Utena's like, all right, fight me. And Kiryu just goes, uh, uh, uh. ah, well, you know, this is such a, a lovely sword. First I've got to apply some buffs. So he basically says, did you know the sword can be used like this? Hey, Anthe. So I've got, I've got the, he says, Rose Bride, abandon your body and protect the sword. And she's like, all right. And for a brief moment, I thought she was going to swallow the sword. I don't know why you would think that. Because she went down and then she was like yeah, so she pressing it down. to her lips. She kisses the sword. Mm-hmm. And Utena like looks away being like, oh mm-hmm. no, Anthe. Glows with Rose Bride energy, which flows up to the sword and turns it into like a magical sword. Laser sword? Yeah. Yeah, and Utena's like, wait. And Kiryu's like, it's so beautiful. The power of the Rose Bride of Dios. And then he does like one slash and Utena is buffeted by wind and like a whole wall of the arena is destroyed. Even though the arena doesn't really have walls. It has walls. It has walls everywhere. It's an open air arena, Nick. No, in the back they're all... That's why in the last episodes they get hit against the walls. I guess there's little like parapets. Yeah, there are walls. You can't defeat my special magical sword. And she's like, well, I'll try. So she does. She, she she goes for it. Is this our first insight into the internal monologue of Anthony Himamea? Uh, in any serious part, maybe? I think it is, because she's standing I, there watching and she's like, she can't defeat Master Toga. I pity her. I wonder if he will end it quickly. And then, like, she's dodging his sword strikes and, like, her girl's uniform is getting cut up. Like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's much puffier than her usual dueling clothing, right? Is it? She's got those big puffy sleeves. But her normal stuff has the big pauldrons. Yeah, but that's armoured. Hmm. I guess. I I suppose. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it is it is much more free-flowing, I'll give you that. Do you understand my sword's power? Ha ha ha. The power within the rose bright just power tripping. Hmm. You fancied yourself her prince without it's like the full mask off, you know, like yep. the villain has fully unveiled himself and the the lyrics of the song that's kicking in are Buckwild. No one has anything to say. Not, there's nothing to be said about anything except in the enclosed darkness, darkness called of... yesterday. Except in the momentary 
I remember Total Eternity Flash of up. Light called Now, except in the darkness, awaiting the light of tomorrow in the theatre. I swear there was something about Total yeah, I'm Eternity. Gonna, I'm not going to do the whole song, but I, I wouldn't be there's, surprised. There's so much. There's so much in the song. The top, like the top half of a tennis sword gets smashed off pretty quickly because this is a super strong sword that can cut other swords. Hmm. It's a laser sword. So much like, it sort of mirrors her first duel with Sionji where she was cut down to that last like nub of the wooden sword. Mm. Uh, and she's, she's using her stub of sword to block uh, the magic sword and is like being forced down to her knees. And she's like, I gotta do this. And Anthe in her mind is like, there's something strange about Utena. Why does she fight? She could die. <laughs> With that exact intonation. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And Utena's yelling like, I'm taking her back. And Kiri's like, you're pathetic. I'm going to kill you now. Not kill you, but... You know, murder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to defeat you in this non-lethal duel. Yeah. Yeah. Through death. But then Anthe is watching and she's like, wait a minute. I've seen this before. This is like that other time. Brief when flash of... The, the, the prince guy that came from the floating castle. Yep. And then... The spirit man. The power of the magic leaves the sword, which has like already cut halfway through the stub of a tennis sword. Uh, and Kiryu, looking shocked, is like, wait, what wait, the fuck? Where'd my magical powers go? But that, that was the crux of my power. And they charge at each other, charge past her big red and white silhouettes of light. This is the most, like... You know how I'm pretty I was sure saying, they did some. I'm pretty sure they did a shot just like this in the Zion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. how I was saying like this is like the parody of anime shot. Yeah. Where it's like all of this stuff was like flashing on the screen, like dramatic monologues, mm-hmm. super fight things. It's like that's what super you want from things. your anime. That's what you fucking want. Oh, oh, dance! Three of the seven wonders that you long for carried here on the galactic railroad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, song lyrics. I have to kill John F. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. Uh, Kiryu's rose is cut away and his face is all scratched up for some reason. Now, now here's the thing. His face looks like he has just been crushed on a spiritual level. It looks like she, like, knocked him down and then rubbed his face in the dirt. And he's just like, <sighs> how could I lose? And Utena's like, I'm Utena. I've self-actualized. Anthe, you're coming with me, babe. And Anthe looks remarkably pleased. Yeah. Utena's walking home. She's got her... Uh, help me. Help me. <laughs> the, her antenna? No, she's, she's got her back... Her, her hand backpack. What's it called? Um, her hand back... Her satchel? Briefcase. She's got her, her briefcase. briefcase. Got her briefcase. What was it? Okay, your gesture. I'm doing the way she holds her bag over her but shoulder. But why did you move the hand up? I was taking it up and down to indicate that you should be paying attention to this motion. <laughs> But this just looked like you were rubbing an antenna well, up and down. That's not what I was doing at all. Oh, dear. Uh, she's got her hand backpack over her shoulder and her uniforms are still cut up. And then just like when she first uh, ad- obtained the Rose Bride. Rose Bridium, yep. Yep. Uh, Andy shows up, comes out from behind some pillar and is like, Hello, I am the Rose Bride. We're engaged. Choo Choo's also there. With um, his handkerchief. Yep. And Lieutenant's like, Don't worry about that. Let's go home. And Anthe looks pretty pleased. Yeah, they all look happy. Utena does this really awkward smile. She's like, I'm I'm just glad. I'm just glad I'm not dead. And the music is still playing. Choo Choo and- is still eating a lot of biscuits. And that's the end of the episode. Inside the handkerchief was more crackers. Who would have seen it coming? Not me. Impressive. So Nick. Yes. Highlights and lowlights for this episode. Oh my God, there's so many. Good episode. Good app. Very good app. I want to say my highlight is the discussion between Utena and Wakaba. Which one? 
You know how the one where it's like, you can't just say the, sorry and make it go uh, away. The breakthrough one. The breakthrough one. Yeah. Like that whole bit, I was like, yeah. 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 Get her, Wakaba. Yeah, fucking go for it. Well, Wakaba, I'm surprised how relevant you've remained in this show. <laughs> yeah, good introspective dialogue through friendship. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like that was a, that was a good bit where I was like, yeah. 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 Why, what's your highlight? I liked the laser sword. <laughs> It's like, Nick, I like the emotional attachment between a long-time friend... No, genuinely, um, I thought the duel was really good, mm. uh, and I feel like it was interesting to get some insight into Anthony's inner life for, I'm pretty sure, the first time. You really like the laser sword. <laughs> and that's the main thing. Although, to be fair, as soon as we saw that, both of us were like, what the fuck? You know, you know... You can like, just do this? You know, um, I think... I think it's like a video of, like, a football club in America. Like, at school. Like, a football... In school uh -huh. club, but they're all really into Dragon Ball Z, and there's like they're no, watching it. They're watching like some Dragon Ball Z, and they're like, "Oh shit, my man, he's coming for it!" <laughs> and you know they're all like big, huge football bros, right? And they're all watching it. They're like, "Oh my boy, it's coming for him!" And they're like, "Yeah, here we go!" And then like one of the characters goes, "You think this is all I can muster?" And all of them just go. No, no, we can't, we can't. And like, he's like, ah! and they're like, no, no. And they're just freaking out about, it. this was like, this is the duel where you're like, wait, no, the sword, no, the sword, no, no, he's not going to do it. And you just like, all of you just run around the room going, he did it. He fucking did it. My boy, Kiryu's going fucking crazy. Yeah. That rules. Yeah. Um... Low lights. No, not, not yet. <gasps> I was just going to say, same energy in that story as that one clip of all those bros watching uh, Anakin confront Obi-Wan on Mustafa. Oh, yes. You'll know the one. Oh, so good. Uh, so good. And also, since you brought up uh, football, I just want to issue a correction for something we discussed earlier in the Utena series of podcasts. We got something wrong? We misunderstood each other. Oh. We were, talk we were doing one of our irregular riffs on who would you cast as live-action JoJo's, mm. and I was talking about Vinnie Jones. Yep. And I referred to him as a footballer, and I realised only in the edit that when I said footballer, uh, you thought I was talking about American football when I was in fact talking about soccer. Oh. English soccer. Well, well, well. <laughs> so when I described him as a violent footballer, it's in the context of... Of <laughs> soccer? Soccer is a very violent sport. Well, I mean, the fans are, but is the sport Absolutely, violent? yeah. Like, especially, especially when he was playing, like, breaking each other's legs. Yeah, but nowadays, it's such fame. Yeah, but this wasn't nowadays. Oh, this, this was, was then a days. Oh, this was way back when? Yeah. When you could literally... Hard English soccer. Oh, I see. This was back when you're like, just kick a man's shin and get it over with. Yeah, low right. lights. Low lights. Probably Kiryu making out with a girl... That he just, just some random. Just the whole everything. Well, we do Kiryu. know he's a playboy. We do, but at the same time, like, bro, just. I really wanted to see Nanami's <sighs> reaction to Kiryu having the rose bride. Ooh. That would have been good content. That would have been good. Or just being there as he's making up this girl, being like, man, fuck you, bro. I'd also like to see a future episode where Nanami <laughs> wins a duel and then is saddled with the rose bride she doesn't want. And then it's like, Utena, take her from That'd be it's a good like... comedy episode. They could start it in media res with her winning the duel. Oh, that'd uh, be fun. And then uh, just go from there. Utena being like, no. Yeah. In, or, in that like comedic kind of like f overly dramatic framing that we yeah. had in that one Nanami bit with the animals where it's like, I thought I knew you. <laughs> no, I didn't. And it's like super judgmental. That kind of like vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my low light. There's so much good stuff in this episode. Some, so much good, bad stuff. I think my low light is... 
Kiryu getting way too handsy at the lunch oh, table. You were very uncomfortable was watching that. so smug. Like, it's, it's what they're going for, so it's yeah. working. But and it's... just the level of like, oh, I see you're looking down. Oh, I see you're being feminine now. Would you like to eat out on Sunday? <laughs> wink, wink. That's a euphemism <laughs> for date. Ah. And more. <laughs> so, Nick. <laughs> yeah? What do we think will happen... Next time on Revolutionary Girl Utena, mm-hmm. uh, let's say two questions here, both okay. in the direct next episode, which we think is largely a clip It's show, probably going to be a clip show. Uh, and then, which, which is, of course, entitled... The Clip Show Tenor. <laughs> Top 10 Utena moments that made you say, what the fuck? Do you remember the time we did this, Utena? Uh, I do. That's a number nine ranking. Entitled Tracing a Path. Oh, because we're going back and looking at And it. then as well, in the subsequent arc, yes, yes. which kicks off with the episode entitled mm. The Boys of the Black Rose. The Black Rose? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. All right, okay. Okay, well, okay. Okay, here, ooh, ooh, yes. here we go. Ooh, yes, okay, now I've got some ideas. So, okay. next time first. Next time, episode so 13. I think it's going to be Denu Moore. What is denouement? That is like the settling of the dust after the climax. It's downward motion and it's wrapping things up. It's where we say, we're done, now you are. Because in a theoretical world, mm-hmm. or... Yeah, go, yeah, what's up? In a purely mathematical sense. So, theoretically, uh-huh. uh, I haven't looked into whether this is the case, but I would imagine when they were wrapping up the scripts for these episodes, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have known if they would be getting more episodes. So theoretically, yeah. we'll be seeing an ending ending. An ending ending. So, or well, something uh, that could be an ending. Yes, okay. Uh, well, I reckon there must be new content interwoven Well, we in. saw in the next time on that where... Um, and should we stop watching these next time on? So are they setting us on too, too straight a path? No, because we still come up with some outlandish okay. theories. Um, Unless the viewers have a strong opinion. We saw... What appeared to be the prince and another guy having an enigmatic conversation. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of stained glass windows that seemed to represent the individual duelists. We saw a big orb. I didn't, or but okay. A, a big item that was circular in Love nature. Love to have a big item. And the prince sitting at, or someone sitting atop in very regal looking clothing. So I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be Anthe and Utena like being happy in their lives, self-actualized together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like at high school, she'll have a conversation that recognizes her how her relationships have evolved with each of the other main characters. Uh, so maybe Sionji will come back, but I doubt it. They'll say that for next season. Yes, yeah, Sionji will still be in the background, going, "I'll get her back one day." <laughs> um, and it'll be like, "Thanks, Juri, for giving me that sword." And Juri will be like, "Huh? Don't make don't make the mistake of thinking that we're friends now." And Mickey will be like, "Hey, I'm also here. I have a stopwatch." Yeah, and Kiryu will be like, "I'll get you back, Utena." And Nanami will be like, I'll kill you, Utena. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder. I I mean, the clip show feels like new content will be interspersed. Mm. So I reckon it must just be Anthe and Utena doing things around the... Like a school day, yeah. right? They're walking around the school. They'll see people. We get a nice Oh, reminder. there's Mickey. Remember when we had that two, two-parter yeah. drama? Quick flashback. Quick little bit of, you know, that stuff. Yep. Um, and... Once we get that, it'll come back and be like, I do remember that. Yeah. And then the, you know, Nanami will obviously be like, fuck you. And then. Fair enough. And then it'll end on a nice, like, life goes on note. Yeah. With Choo Choo. Yeah. Choo Choo. Yeah. Choo Choo will be there. 
Because everyone will be asking where Choo Choo yeah, was the whole and, episode. Oh, we found him. Oh, he's right there. So what? what's the deal with the Boys of the Black Rose? Now, I believe as well mm. the name of the next arc is something like the Black Rose Saga. Well, that gives it away. <laughs> uh, so I've, so who boys. are the Boys of the Black Rose? Are is they this, exchange students? Is this a secret society well, uh, within the school? Some sort of like Skull and Bones style fraternity. Oh, I see what you're saying. So we've had student council. Yeah. So Wait, now, was this arc the student council yeah. one? So then the boys of the Black Rose. I reckon that Kiryu is going to be one of the boys of the Black Rose. Okay, alright. But I reckon there'll be some lead boys, and he may or may not be them. And they mm. will be like, Haha, we want the Rose Bride for our own Black Rose ends. Let's mm. manipulate all the duelists into dueling each other so they tire themselves out. Or let's initiate them all one by one into the Black Rose Society mm. so that they can obtain the Rose Bride for the boys of the Black Rose, which is us. No. <laughs> okay, so what if, right? What if the boys of the Black Rose are from a rival school, but they've been contacted by the end of the world to come in and take the power of Dios from this school? Whoever the end of the world is. I was going to ask you why, but that character is... That character or organisation, uh, end of the world, is so ambiguously defined that they could come up with anything for exactly, them. Exactly. It's like, why would they do it? It's like, well, I just wanted to see if they could do it. I just wanted to see what would happen. I'm bored up in my upside down sky castle. It could be a simple matter of they... This, the, okay, so this school might have the red rose... And then their school has the black rose, and maybe there's uh, they not- have they have like the black rose bride. Yeah, so maybe they have their own rose bride. They go, oh, well, actually, we need more rose brides. Yeah, we need more rose bride power because ours is ours is stuck in a big crystal rose coffin, and her life force yeah. is fading. We need to feed other rose brides but into this, it. But this contravenes the rules of the game. It's like, yeah, well, we tell need- that to the magical sky castle. Tell that to the magic furnace. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me, the Rose Bride. Oh, I was gonna say the Magic Furnace. The magic. Well, I mean, obviously, it's like it's... a Jim Henson Muppet Furnace. <laughs> it's like everything else is still hand drawn, and then there's just photos of this yeah, Muppet walking. Absolutely. Along. Oh man, but I reckon it's probably. I I think it's more likely to be a rival school because why wouldn't they have? Well, I mean, obviously, they wouldn't have foreshadowed it in this arc, but like, why would they have a secret society of? I mean, saying it, it just. Completely destroys my counter-argument here, but why would they have a secret society called Thing of the Black Rose? Like, wh- like why? Why would they I have mean, that? why is there a secret society at, like, Yale or whatever called Skull and Bones, you know? Because mm, it is cool. It does have a cool name. And the boys of the Black Rose will crucially bring Sionji back <laughs> as one of the boys of the Black Rose. No, surely not, though. Surely not. I don't think Sionji's going to come back. What if he does? <laughs> Oh, so it's going to be a whole new... When will he get Kiryu get his comeuppance for boning the exchange diary? When will we get Kiryu being, uh, I was going to say emancipated, but more like... Unmancipated. Unmancipated. Unpantsipated. Ooh, when are we going to get people getting pantsed? Ooh, that'll be a good app. Or as Australians call it, say it with me, Nick. I don't know what you're about to say. Dacked. That's what we call it? Yeah. You never heard that? No. I guess you did go to school in your... Adolescent years in America. I did. I did. I learned... Nothing. (laughs) Good day, sir. Actually, yeah, pretty much I learned nothing because we went over the metric system. So... Something you were acutely familiar with. Yeah, one thing where everyone was like, what is a meter? And I was immediately like... It's the most sensible... It's literally... Method of measuring distance. It's how far light travels in this quantity of time. And we know that. 
So, I don't know what to tell you. My car gets 12 rods to the hog's head and that's the way I like it. You would have no idea how many people would be like, I sit in my car and I read the numbers on the dial. I've been reading them numbers since I was eight years old. You think I'm going to change my numbers? And it's like, it's the numbers are the same. It's just that it's the measurement that's different. Like, well, the measurement don't work, son. All right, if it did work, we'd already be doing it. Be like, okay. Um, anyway, can I, can I just whisper some uh, words into your ear so that you can kill John F. Kennedy for? <laughs> I think that's a good point as I need to wrap it up. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. If you feel like helping us out, you can tip jar us on patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Theme music is The Rose Vibe by Milk Juice. That's me. Good vibe. My friend Bradley likes it. (laughs) Ah, yes. Bradley. Real mature, Bradley. Real fucking bride, Bradley. The Rose Bradley. The Rose Bradley. Anyway, this is Jojo's World. I'm Liam S. Smith reporting for Jojo's World. And I'm Nick Ballantyne reporting for the Black Rose Club. And I'll get you next time, Gadget. And until next time, to be be continued. continued.